When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She's anxious. I'm anxious. I'm anxious. I'm anxious. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of I Think I'm Human 2. We have Court here. Okay, actually, let's start that out right there. What the hell is your real name? Is it Court? No, it's Courtney. Okay, do you go by Court or do you go by Courtney? I People call me Courtney. I prefer Court. I just feel like Court is I my love that. name. Yeah. I called you Courtney once and then I was like, oh, that feels wrong. Yeah. I was like, wait, now I need to ask her, what's your actual yeah. name? It's funny because like my best friend, I grew up with my best friend. She's six years old or since we were six. And her little brother, when we first met, he was like two and he would be, every time I would come in, he'd be like, hi, Court. And, and ever since then, I'm like, I just, you like Court. I like, I love Court. Yeah. I love that. People always want to call me Katie or Caddy mm-hmm. uh, or anything, Cat, And I'm like, yeah. it's Catherine. So it's funny. A lot of people go by shorter names and I'm like, no, I like my full name. Even when I was naming my kids, I was like, how do we nickname them? I don't know why. I'm just like a big nickname person. Like Ethan is a very short name, but I'm like, Eth. I call him Eth now too. Cause I'm like, I'm like, oh, what's Eth doing? And I was like, okay, this feels weird. Is Eth coming? (laughs) Is Eth coming? I did say that, didn't I? (laughs) And he is, he's here. He's getting coffee. Raphael has to work because we moved it up a little bit. So I was going to try and get him off early today, but Mm. not happening. It's all right. Next time. I love that. So Court, we got the lowdown. Her name is Court. The Court Court. Report. Yes. So you are a content creator full time, Mm -hmm. right? I am. Yeah. I love that. And you also do makeup. But you're not doing it next year. No, I'm taking 2024 off. I keep saying I'm taking it off. I don't, I mean, I don't know how long it'll be. I can always come back to it. Yeah. I just feel like I need a break. I love that. Especially yeah. with everything that you've got going on in your life. You're probably like, yeah. I want a break too. Yeah. And when I started my makeup company, I was at a time in my life where my kids were really young mm-hmm. and they were home all the time. And Ethan traveled a lot for work. And I was like, I need, I need to do something. I don't know what I want to do, but I want to do something. Yeah. And I really got into doing makeup. And weekends was my only time that I could work. And Ethan was like around to take the kids. And so I started doing that. And it was like my thing. And now it's like my kids are at school all day. And then I never see them. And then on the weekends, they have all their sports stuff. And I am. And like, school nights and everything. Yeah. yeah I'm like missing like, it. So. And your makeup is always flawless. I'm like, Thanks. okay, how long does it take you to do your makeup every day? No, honestly, not long at all. Like, No, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. You probably I, got it down pat. Yes, yeah, I have to be so quick with brides and bridesmaids and stuff. So, I mean, it takes me, like today, it took me like 35 minutes. Yeah. And that's like my quick. Yeah. I could be, I sometimes love to take a long time though. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's just my chill time. I'm just going to do makeup. Yeah. I, I love that. that. It's a passion and it, it is an mm-hmm. art, truly. Yeah. I'm a 10 minute girly. Or, yeah. It's bad, but I never change my face up ever. I'm like, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. It's either I'm wearing makeup or I'm not wearing makeup. Yeah. So I don't know. Did we ever talk about this? Cause you and I went out to dinner. Yeah. I found you when I was getting married. That was kind of how I told you this story. You did tell me this. Yeah. You said your friend. Yes. Referred you. Yes. So back in the day, one of my, I was getting married and I was looking for a makeup artist and one of my friends, one of my best friends sent me your page and I was like, 
I was like, oh my gosh, she's like got a lot of followers too. Yeah. And I never, I didn't go with you. I ended up going with um, my hair girl who does it on the side because I just already had the relationship with her. Right, right. And she was available. And then I was like, that was when I started following you. Yeah. How did we even, did you follow me? I found you on TikTok first. Okay. And I then was like, oh my God, I love her. I, I love her vibe. <laughs> we are like, this. I just see... I just feel like we're very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, um, and then I started following you on, t- on Instagram. Okay. And then I feel like you followed me back. And I remember texting my best friend. I was like, oh my God, remember Catherine? I was telling you on TikTok. <laughs> like she just followed me back. You know, and you're like, okay, yeah. this is exciting. So, it's yeah. so funny. It's so funny yeah. being in this realm because the bigger I've gotten and the more creators I've met, like mm-hmm. people will DM me or text me like my family and friends. And they're like, oh my God, you know her? Yeah. And I'm like, they're just normal people. Like I, it's so fun though. I know. Um, when I went to LTK Con last yeah. weekend, um, I met a Real Housewife like Gretchen and Slade. They okay. were like on the Real Housewives of Orange County. And I, it's so, when you meet somebody that you like have watched on TV. Yeah. And you meet them in real life, you're like, you're just like a real person. And it's so hard to to remember that, okay, this is a reality TV show. These yeah. people, like they can edit it however they want to. She was like terrified to go to uh, to meet all these you know, other creators. Cause she's like, I feel like everybody hates me because of the, how the show made me the drama that they instill yeah. purposefully. Yeah. And like purposely edit people to look bad a certain way. And, and you just have to remember like these people are real people and they put themselves yeah. out there. And I've doing this now and like meeting other people, especially like the people you look up to for so long and yeah. then you meet them. It's made me realize that I will never be a fangirl in this lifetime. Like Taylor Swift could be sitting here and I'd just be talking to her completely normal. Yeah. Because we're all just normal. It's really, I do not do that either because I just don't, I always, I always, like I love, like I love you. And when I met you, I was like, oh my God, this is exciting. But I wasn't ever like, oh my God, it's Catherine. Like I'm shaking. I just like, no, I'm like, you're a real person. And like, you know, I don't know. I just feel like I'm just so chill about it because- they're people. My favorite is when we have like the inside scoop though, where like yeah. you meet someone and you're like, oh, you are not who you are online. Yes. <laughs> I love that also. Like I'm like, mm-hmm, and then it. like my friends would be like, how were they? And I'd be like, oh, fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just don't know. Yeah. yeah we'll, but we'll probably never hang out again, but that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But I do love, cause you're exactly who you are online. And that is one of the, my favorite parts about having you on is one, cause obviously we got along so well, Yeah. but two every person that I have on human Two and like get to share their story. It's yeah. a real story that so many people probably go through and mm-hmm. they just don't advocate for. And I love that you're real and raw on your page all the time. Yes, Thank you. Even through the hardships. I know. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I think when I started like doing, cause I started with YouTube Okay. and when I started that, I mean, there's nothing I have never, it's always been just my life and I just love like sharing it. Even when, you know, Nevaeh got diabetes. I think that was the, one of the first times that I was like. I have been seeing Seed Symbiotic DS01 
everywhere and I figured it was time to try it out because you guys know I love anything and everything gut health. Gut health does not just affect your digestive system. I don't understand. I don't think people understand how much it affects like your overall health and not only that, but like your skin, your readiness for the day. I just love when my gut is in line, I'm in line. When I'm in line, life is in line. So Seed is sharing a code with Human 2 listeners and I'm super excited for you guys to try them out. You are going to get 25% off to see if you like them just as much as I do. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 daily symbiotic go to seed.com slash human two that's all one word and use code 25 human two to get 25% off your first month so that's two five human two all one word that's 25% off your first month of seeds ds01 daily symbiotic at seed.com slash human two with code 25 human two. Oh my god I need help. And I didn't know anybody at the time who got di- who had type 1 diabetes, but you you find like a community of people and it just it makes you just connect to those people a lot more. Absolutely. Like, and your community. Absolutely. By sharing like your story, even if it's fucking hard. Yeah. I've said that so many times on here of like you're never alone in anything you go through. It's just that you haven't found the right people yeah. that have gone through those experiences. So yes. and just a heads up, Nevea is your daughter and she was Sorry, diagnosed. Yes. No, that's okay. Yes. That's okay. I always I always go back just so people know. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have three kids, which three. You guys, if you know who this girl is, I think that shit's so wild. You literally look yeah. younger than me. Every time I see you, I'm like, there's no way you have three kids. Yeah. Then she posted on Instagram last week, your oldest got his um, license. Yeah. Oh my God. I was not prepared for that. I cannot imagine. It was the wildest thing, but yeah, I, Austin gets so much shit. He looks like he could be your brother. Like yes. you two look like, and you just have a great relationship and feel like friends. Yeah. I love him. I genuinely just adore my kids and I love hanging out with them. And Austin, he's just got such a great personality. He's 16. He's driving now, but I just feel like we have such a open relationship with our kids that I just, I just love genuinely being around them. So I love that. That's like yeah. the coolest thing as a parent. Mm-hmm. And that was something when I lost my dad, it was so hard. Cause it was yeah. like, it wasn't just my dad. I'm like, yeah. he's my friend, you know, yes. I almost, I almost had a harder time losing my one of my best friends and I did like a dad, you know? Yeah, so I sure. think that's such a beautiful thing. But I tell people that all the time now they're like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, like don't be sorry because I had a relationship that nobody really gets with their parents. Yes. So I feel cool. like I definitely, I related to you a lot and that's how I found you. I think it was like my dad texted me and he said, want espresso martinis? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Are we- you close with your dad? <laughs> yes, I am. And, I and my mom too, both of them. But like my dad and I have like just this different relationship and where it's like, we don't really have to talk. Yeah. We don't have to be like, I love you. You're the best. Like my mom is, is like that. She'll yeah. just be like, oh, I love your hair today. Whatever. Me and my, me and my dad just have that connected yeah. thing. So I love it. I, I love that. So this episode of i think i'm human too is sponsored by better help there is no better episode than this episode to have a better help 
conversation. I am so excited. Today's guest, Court, is talking all about how her anxieties and her own brain was just getting in the way of being a mom and being able to be there when something was going on. And I think that's so common of just straight anxieties, um, just just paranoia of things that might be happening in the world and or to your children, to your family, to your loved ones. And it's phenomenal that she spoke on Therapy was the answer for her. It was able to work through her brain, figure out coping mechanisms, how to be present while also not letting those anxieties take over being a mother. I absolutely love BetterHelp. I love that you can go on. You don't have to go in somewhere. You can go online. You can find a therapist that fits for you, fits what you're going through, fits what your brain is fighting every day with you. And if you don't like the therapist, you're more than welcome to try out other ones because even just like we said in this episode, it's okay to have a bad experience with a therapist. That's okay. That's very normal. We're going to have bad experiences with everybody in this world, but do not shut out therapy in general. Go online to BetterHelp. Find a therapist that works for you. Again, if you're not vibing with your first one, you're more than welcome to try out some other ones free of cost. I absolutely love that you can do BetterHelp from the comfort of your own home. It is phenomenal. I love therapy. I love talking about therapy. I think everybody should go to therapy and get out of your own brain's way. So I do have a code for human two listeners for better help. You are going to visit betterhelp.com slash human two today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash human two. I hope you guys try them out and love them and love therapy as much as I do. It's sad. It's definitely sad, but I think it's, it's, I, that's one of the, I'm trying to like articulate the words with emotions out of it. It's a, um, it's a feeling that I feel grateful for and I don't feel sad about anymore. Like, obviously it's a really hard loss, but I just try to remember or remind people of like your relationship with your parents is rare actually, which is very sad. And then it's beautiful that you're able to cultivate that in your own family as well, which is insane. So I love it. That was such a huge thing when Ethan and I got married because we got married. I was 18 and Ethan was like 21 and we were like, we want to be young parents. I want to be close with my kids. Like I am with um, my parents because Ethan doesn't have that relationship with his mom and dad. It's just not the same. Okay. And so like when you like have your own family, you can kind of be like, hey, this is how I want to be with my kids. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that part of it. Therapy has helped with that, by the way. Okay, so let's get into your storyline. So let's let's tell it as a whole as if no one listening to this even knows who you are. So you guys met in high school, correct? We met, actually, I was like six years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and he was, he's three years older than me. So we met um, at church. We, We grew up in the same church. Okay. So we've known each other for a long time and we didn't start dating until I was like in high school. So, and then right out of the gate, you're like, I know this is the guy I want to marry. Yeah. I love it. And we're going to get married. So we got married. I was 18. He was 21. And now like looking back, it's wild to look back. I thought I was so, I don't know. Okay. A lot of people are like, would, what do you, you could, that could be Austin in two years. And I'm like, that's (gasps) really like, you could be a grandma in when you're 42. Like, yeah, no, I I really could. Because I had Austin when I was 20. um, And Austin and I are 20 years apart. So that means I could be a grandma at 40. But if I were to do, I would do it again because we learned so much. Yeah. But like, would I recommend my kids doing it? I'd be like, maybe just chill. 
Yeah. And just wait. I find yourself because I feel like that was the biggest thing I didn't do. I didn't find myself because I basically went from my parents to being married to Ethan and I didn't get that time to be like me. Mm -hmm. How did you maneuver that through the relationship then? Because, oh my gosh, we... We almost, well, we've separated a couple times. Okay. We've gone through some hard stuff because at 24, I tell, I say this all the time. I feel like I went through like a mid, midlife crisis. Like mm-hmm. I was 24 and I felt so old. Like I was like, I have two kids. I have a house, but like, I don't know who I am, what I want to do. Yeah. Cause I never went to college and I was like, I, I thought I wanted to be a dental hygienist. I thought I wanted to be a hairstylist. And I knew I wanted to be a mom, but then I was like, you kind of feel lost when you're a mom because you're just like doing the same things every day. And I felt like I wasn't contributing to anything. Mm-hmm. And Ethan would continue to remind me like, no, you're helping. Like you're, you're with the kids. Like we don't have to pay for daycare, that kind of stuff. But then I was like, I think I want to go to college. I think I want to, I feel like I need to be, I was just so confused. It's yeah. like what I can 24 is still so young, I think. So young. I know. And I think like 24 is like when most people are graduating college. Yeah. And so my best friend, she took a different route. She went to college and I almost like you, you want what you don't have sometimes. And so when I was like 20 pregnant and all my friends are like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go to this. I'm going to go to a movie. And I remember having a newborn at the time being like, I have to have a babysitter to go to a movie now it just like yeah definitely a different path yeah and I just didn't know who I was so it wasn't really until I was like 27 28 where I was like okay I'm finding who I am and what I want to be separate from Ethan and separate from like my kids like I needed to be my own person and I just it just like felt like I couldn't find that for so long I love that storyline because I feel like so many people probably relate to that. And I even, yeah. my mom has a similar story to yours. When I was talking to her, I was like, I didn't realize, and I didn't take it and internalize it. Like it was my fault by any means. Um, and I didn't, I know I didn't ruin her life, but I do right. like, even right now I'm about to be 27 and I'm like, I feel like I'm just now starting to get my feet on the ground of like, mm-hmm. I, f- I look back at who I was at 23, 21. I'm like, I don't like her. Like I wouldn't, no. I apologize for anybody that knew her. I, I think you posted that on your story mm-hmm. and like, it was like a saying and I, I totally feel the same way. I'm like, if you would have met me at like 21 to like 26, you would not know the same court as you know now. No, like it's, I'm not even remotely the same. Like I was confused. I wasn't, I just felt like I wasn't in a place to just like I'm like, why would I give advice to anybody at like that age? I just like didn't even know who I was, you know? I was a piece of trash. Like I was treating people horribly. I was like, I was not good. And then especially my drinking kicked in at that age because you can. And then, and then my, I was, I actually took a break from alcohol because I was like, am I an alcoholic? Because when I would drink, I would get angry, like really mad. Yeah. And when you think of like a stereotypical alcoholic, and I mean this with like the kindest way possible of like stereotypically you're like, oh, they're an angry drunk. So that's what I thought alcoholism meant. I was like, oh, like I'm an alcoholic. I got to stop drinking. And then, yeah, yeah, just, it was not a good phase of life. But when I found that quote, the quote was something like, um, you don't necessarily need to know who you want to be but you know who you don't want to be. Yes. And that was exactly like when I look back at just a couple years ago, I was like, holy shit. 
I know. So I couldn't imagine doing that with babies on my arm and, and right. just still being lost in the sauce of life. I know. And, and I think that's why I had such like a weird, not weird, but it was like such a different reaction than I thought when Austin turned 16. Cause I was like, I feel like he basically grew up with me. Yeah. And that's such a weird, but he did. Like I was 20 when I had him and I like, didn't really know who I was. And we just have like matured together and I appreciate this kid because he is like, he asks so many questions like, so like, what if I got married at this age? What do you think about that? Like, what do you think about me? And he has a girlfriend. So he'll, he'll ask, yeah, he'll ask me like, yeah, we got in this fight about this. Am I in the wrong? And I love when people are like that. He just doesn't act like he knows. He just wants to be like, he wants to learn. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that you've opened up that trust with him too, especially because I, even online, like you can see that your kids want to be around you as well. Like they always want to hang out. Like you guys literally just look like a little friend group. Yes, we (laughs) we are. And I love that. I'm like, okay, let's go to a movie today. They're like, okay. You know, and they'll they'll sit in my chair. I have in my bedroom. It's like our little, it's above it. Oh, that was the radiator. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) She's coming on. Oh, she's kicking. it's never done that during filming before. Oh, it's like loud. Um, but in my room, we have our bed, but then we have this big like love sack. Yeah. And they'll just sit there and they'll tell me about their day. And I love that. Excuse you, ma'am. Excuse us. You're being rude. Over there. Could you imagine filming at my house with the two dogs? Oh my gosh. This is the best part about this space. Yes. We never get interrupted. Yes. <laughs> oh, that would be like Poppy. The other day I was on a phone call and she just was like, burp, 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 burp. Yeah, it's it's horrible. My editor at one point was like, okay, we got to do something. Like, this editing is so bad. Because I'd be like, oh stop, gosh. stop. And yes. then I'd have to get up and then get back. And I would miss. It felt like literally listening to me was like the worst ADHD you could ever have. Oh, yeah. It was like, I definitely was have saying? that. So I get People it. People would DM me and be like, can you go back and finish that <laughs> sentence? Like, I was waiting patiently. I was yes. like, sorry, Abby was the star of the show. Okay, yes. so your kids are your friends. Yes. Even you and Ethan, though, that's something. Mm. So you guys have been together 17 plus years now? Yeah. Married 17. So okay. we been together, I guess, like probably 19. Holy almost. shit. I know. I was 16. Oh, God. It's, I'm going to, I just turned 36 and I was 16 when we started dating. That's 20 wild. Years. 20 years. So you've been with him longer than you've been away from him. Yep. That's insane. It's wild. It's wild. That is so. crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me about, give me advice because mm-hmm. you guys, act like you guys are best friends. Like he goes everywhere yeah. with you. You go everywhere with him. You guys yeah. are both very supportive of each other. But since you've had the ups and downs, how do you get to that standpoint 20 years later? Okay. I was thinking about this last night cause I had a feeling you were going to ask me this question and <laughs> Ethan and I, we have been through some, and we are totally opposite. Yeah. So I am an all over the place kind of person. He is OCD type a like he has to have his ducks in a row and I'm like this we don't need to be in a row yes this is Raphael and I to a T and I so when we were first married it was really hard to navigate like living with somebody with OCD it's it's definitely hard because if you if he has a plan and then we switch plans he's like not okay he cannot yeah he cannot handle I'm like I love being like spontaneous yeah. like oh let's go to like if you're like oh I want to go to Colorado I'm like I'm coming <laughs> I'm coming yeah, New Wait. York, whatever no because you want a plane I yes. would invite you but well, I'm a little scared true. too I I don't like planes um but um but I think the biggest thing and I I feel like it's so easy to say like communication is key obviously. But I think like learning how you guys both tick 
is so much better. So like, I know you were talking a while about love languages, like that kind of stuff, but also learning their love language because you give love how you want it. So like me, I will give gifts, but cause that's like what I, I like getting gifts, you know, like that's one of my love languages. So I give gifts, but to Ethan, he's more like quality time. Okay. And sometimes I'm like, I could just be in the same room with him and not talk. And he's totally fine with that. That's what he wants. He just wants to be like by me. So I feel like giving love on how, like learning their love languages as well. And then also we are huge into the Enneagram thing. And that has been like life changing. It's like a personality thing. They have numbers from like one to nine. And my sister actually is like really into it. She does. She took like a class, like everything and um basically it's like just a personality thing and how certain numbers will react so a type three is what ethan is and they are the like get her done kind of people he's also he has people pleasing tendencies to him which to me i'm like why that's one thing that I'm like, I am not. Why? Why? Why do you care what other Why? Sometimes he'll be like that. That's so funny. Why? Why? I just don't get it. Yeah. And, but to him, he's like, how, how do you not care? I'm like, well, they aren't paying my bills. Like they can say whatever they want. They Preach. don't know me, you know? Yeah. And so Ethan has had to like really open up to that, especially like being online. Like, when I'm showing our house, everybody just assumes our house is clean because Ethan's vacuuming every single day, but it's not like you can go to, I can go in my kid's room and like, you guys look at this. And he's like, don't show them. I'm like, no, but people want to know real. that we have a real house that's lived yeah. in. Cause sometimes you go on Instagram and you're like, oh my God, these people's houses are like spick and span. Yeah. Ours is not. It is not. We have three kids. We have three dogs. No matter how many times Ethan's vacuuming, he, he, there's still dog hair everywhere. Always. Religiously. So, yeah. Religiously. Religiously. I love that you brought that up because that's something that I've been really struggling with. The mm-hmm. larger I've gotten and being in the same... Because it, it, this in this job, I think of it as almost like when you hit someone with a certain level of you, you feel like you have to be at that level, right? It's kind of yeah. like a promotion. Like, oh, once you're hired on and you're just like the normal employee, that's kind of like when you're just starting out. And then you start upgrading and now you're the boss because you get more treatment, you get more money, like you upgrade your home. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking around like, I won't film in our bathroom upstairs because we never renovated it. Yeah. And like the outlet still has no cover on it. It's just this raggedy old shower. It's yeah. just a disgusting bathroom. But I'm sitting here like, why do I care? so much when this yeah. is probably the this is the average bathroom this is the bathroom I grew up with as a kid like, right right why do I care so much but yeah. it's because I'm comparing it to a magazine bathroom that a lot of other creators are creating in right Even your house is gorgeous I'm yeah. like every time I see it I'm like I love her house I I love our house but yeah it's messy all the time and I have no problem being like because I just think being relatable is being like just you yeah and that's whether your house is messy or clean yeah. or dirty or you're like, oh, I'm going through. I have, a, I'm, I have a lot of anxiety about health stuff and we can also get into that. But sharing that is sometimes like for Ethan, he would never do that. Yeah. Just because he's like, no, that's like, it's too personal for him. For me, I'm like, I'm an open book. You could ask me. Right. Raphael's the exact same. Like 
anytime I want to film something, he's like, no, I need a haircut. I don't want to be in it. I'm yeah. like, oh my Ethan God. Ethan will be like, I'm going to, I have to do my hair. I'm like, no, why? Yeah. Or why? I need to, I need to get out of sweatpants. I'm like, as I'm cares. filming with a cast on my <laughs> nose, black and blue eyes. Yeah. And he's like, I need to cut my hair. Yeah. I'm like, bro, what? Like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> I don't call him bro. If he hears me, he's going to listen to this and be like, don't call me bro. That's like our one rule in our house. Really? Yeah. He hates being called like any name, like a dude, bro. Oh. Like, yeah, he's not about that. I say dude all the time. I'll be like, dude. Uh. From me, like other people, totally oh. fine. But oh, okay. at, from his wife, he's like, yep, nope, you're not going to call me bro. Like, I'm not no. your bro. He'll yeah. say that all the time. I'm like. I have shared about AG1 many times on Instagram and here on the podcast. I absolutely love AG1. One of my favorite parts about AG1 is that there is no texture to it. It just tastes like you're drinking water. It, I've said time and time again, why make your routine more difficult than it needs to be? One scoop of AG1 in your morning water, afternoon water, evening water, whatever you choose, add it into a routine that you can stick with. There's 75 vitamins, um, minerals, probiotics, all the good stuff for better mood, better energy, and overall just better health. So if you want to start taking care of your health, I do have a code for you guys. You're going to go to drinkag1.com slash human2. That's drinkag1.com slash human2. And you're going to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five AG1 travel packs. Again, I am so excited for you guys to try out AG1. Let me know what you think. Do you have like a nickname for him or do you just such a weird name? Yeah. I don't. Okay. So when we first started dating, I would call him Raphael. And then I started calling rough, Rafi freak, rough freak. I don't remember where it came from. Yeah. But then it turned into Rafiki. Okay. And then I dropped the ra, and then it just became Fiki. And then it became I Feek. This. I don't I don't know where it came yeah. from. I don't know why. But yeah. yeah, his name is like Feek or Feeky. If I really want something, I'm like Feeky. He's like, okay, yeah. what do you need? Uh-huh. And now he calls me that. He's like, my little Feeky face. I'm like, okay, I don't know where. It's- I love that. Ethan's, so I call Eth, Eth all the time, all the time. But his middle name is Wallace. And I <laughs> randomly. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. And I remember making fun of him. <laughs> We were just dating and I was like, your middle name is Wallace. And he goes, that's my dead grandpa's name. And I was like, and he was dead serious. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like I didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, I thought it was, I didn't, I, Wallace is such a random, it seemed weird. So now I just call him Wall. I used to call him Wallace. I'd be like. I call him Wally. Now Wall. That's it. Wally. Yep. <laughs> Wally. Wally. Just figure up. Yeah. It's it's weird how nicknames happen, but anyway. That's so funny to me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where they come from, but they stick around and it's they a do. lifetime. Like literally even my brothers, my cousins, they call him Fiki or my mom. Okay. They'll be like, hey, Feek. I love it's that. It's so funny because if you were ever in our house, you'd be like, who the fuck is Feek? You'd be like, what is going on? Feet? I would be like, are you saying feet? Yeah. Seriously. It <laughs> yeah. is the most random thing. I don't know where it came from. Apparently there's something in the jungle book of a similar name yeah isn't it Rafiki I think so yeah so people thought when I originally started calling them at him that online I think I did it like once online like on live or something and people were like oh did you get that from the jungle book I was like I've never even seen the jungle book yeah I don't even like that movie but I have seen it I do know what you're talking about though yeah I don't know just random stuff super random anyways (laughs) okay so you have spoken about online many times you guys go to therapy oh my gosh love therapy 
I yeah. love I love that you do that and I love that you advocate for that. Do yeah. you think that's really helped the marriage last? Yes. I honestly, ugh, I wish we did it sooner. Okay. Honestly. We didn't start doing it. So I don't know. Should I do a backstory on that? If you want. It's all up to Okay. You. So the reason why we even started to go to therapy was, so our daughter, Nevaeh, she got diagnosed with type one when she was seven. Okay. That was a really, it was really scary. I mean, I just, she was really close. To, she she was close to dying, like breathing. She got lost a lot of weight. We just didn't really know what was going on. And so ever since then, anytime my kids got hurt, I have just have major health anxiety yeah. with like anything. And it's like, I, I, I can't even handle it. So in 2020, she actually, um, had a stroke as well. And she's 10 years old. It's the most, I didn't even know 10 year olds could have a stroke. Yeah. Cause I remember it was just out of the blue. And so after that, um, I, anytime my kids get hurt, Austin plays football. He is on the ground. I'm like, I can't look. Somebody needs paranoia. Yeah. Like I'm like, tell me he's okay. He's my anxiety gets skyrockets for sure. So bad. And, um, I'm like, if I always just thought like if Ethan is gone, cause he is so calm and collected when health emergencies happen. So thank God. But I think he internalizes a lot too because yeah. he's like, I have to stay calm because court's not. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody has to stay calm here. Yeah. And he went to school for sports medicine. So he's just, he's learned to be good in those situations. Um, but we started to go to therapy for PTSD, like health oh, PTSD stuff. Okay. And so when we found a therapist, I will just say, I Googled PTSD therapy near me. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I don't, picking a therapist is so hard. You can't, but just... even acknowledging that you guys had PTSD is huge. Yes. I, sorry to cut that story no, off quick. No. When I lost my dad, people were like, you need to go see a PTSD therapist. And I didn't believe that. I was like, what am I, what? That's like for army vets and stuff, you know? Yeah. So I, I love that you guys even knew that that was a train or a route that you guys needed to take. Yes. I think PTSD has, has that rap of like, you don't have PTSD. That's for, like you said, for somebody who's been in war. That's just like what people yeah, just assume. The stereotype. That. Yeah. But like, I just knew, I'm like, I, I absolutely cannot function. There was a, there was a point in the summer that Austin, he got pushed off a boat and he actually a pontoon and it, he got like kind of, you know, the point of a pontoon in the front of yeah. it. He like scraped his whole belly and it I thought his guts were going to be, like, it was really bad. My parents were freaking out. My sister was freaking out. Oh, you guys were there? And we were all there. Okay. My sister actually, it was like they were joking around, Austin and my sister, and she pushed him. Just like a normal thing. But he tried to stay on the boat instead of fall. So it just, it was terrible. But it looked like he got cut from here all the way up. And my mom immediately was freaking out. So then I was like in a corner in a ball and I'm like, somebody tell me, 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 tell me it's fine. And I, for five minutes was like that. And I'm like, I don't want to be that person or that mom that can't help the kids. Yeah. Like I can't, I literally physically couldn't do anything. And then that's when I was like, you know what? I need help. Yeah. Like I can't do this by myself. And we went to therapy and then we ended up talking about like, we talked a lot about 
the health stuff, but then it started diving into like our backgrounds and our childhood and, and then our marriage. And so it turned into way more than just like PTSD. Is that person still your therapist? Yep. So you really liked them. Love her. And it wasn't just somebody that had to be PTSD only. She touched on everything. She's touching on everything. Like she'll just be like how. Where's she located? I know. (laughs) She actually she just moved and we were seeing her closer to us and now she's further. But I'm like, I'll follow you anywhere. But I will say. You know too much now. I know. (laughs) I will say my mom went to the same therapy. um, It was like a therapy like group, I guess there was like different therapists there. And she went through, I think she went through two or three therapists that she was like, don't vibe with you. No, yeah. don't vibe with That's you. That's very normal. Yeah. We, I feel like lucked out. Cause I get that question a lot. Like, how do you find a therapist? And I'm like, you have to be really okay with going, we do not vibe. Yeah. So, and I, I don't think that it just, it doesn't hurt the therapist feelings either. They just know if they're a good fit too. Yeah. And if they're not, go to the next one. And if they're a good therapist, they want you to get help from yeah. whomever. Yeah. Not just to fill their pockets. Right. For sure. They're not like, oh, I can help you. So with your guys's marriage, not including the therapy. So say that you didn't ever go to therapy and you're experiencing parenthood together and you're struggling. What was the harder part of parenthood? Not including Nevaeh. Was it the, and her health issues, but um, was it the front end of having like babies and toddlers or was it the back end of having like adult kind of adult kids? Yeah. For sure, the baby stage. And I feel like this is so different. If you were to ask, like, because my sister, she has six kids. And I feel like, I know, I know. She homeschools them all. Respectfully, holy shit. Yeah. She is, she is, we are. And she homeschools them. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Holy extra shit. I know. Props to her. I know. We were actually homeschooled as kids, too. Mm. And I, me and my sister are so different. I hated it. And I was like, my kids are never going to be homeschooled. And then she was like, I loved it. I'm homeschooling all my kids. So we're just different that way. You definitely have a personality that needs um, people though. Yes. Like you need to be around other people for sure. You got a loud, you got a loud personality. I love it so much. Yes. Um, But baby stage for me was really hard because I felt really, um, like I said, this is so different for every mom and this is just my experience, but I just felt really, um, I don't know how to put the words besides like I was breastfeeding and I just wanted to be like, Ethan, I want you to help. Like I just feel like I am always connected and I just wanted like, I, I'm that kind of person that like I need a break. Yeah. And when you have baby baby stage, it's really hard to have that and to have like you time too. And so, and, and it was just such a very confusing time for me too. So the baby stage. I love the toddler stage, like the two to four. Cute. I just love that age. But baby, baby, newborn was really hard for me every time. Okay. Every time. So each kid. And yeah, don't ever feel weird for saying that. There's so many people out there that would choose one or the other. I always just want to know people's perspectives. And I would love to say, I just like hate the shame around if you're saying, I hated the baby stage and they're like, oh my God, how could you? It's my favorite stage. Everybody is so different. Yeah. Your, your experience, like my experience with my sister, she loves the baby stage. She loves babies being on her at all moments of all days. And I just was like, I'm feeling really suffocated. You know, what's funny is that's one of the biggest reasons why I'm terrified to have children. Yeah. Is like the first five years of their life. Once they're old enough to kind of like, 
when I put them in school, I'm like, yeah, that's where I feel like I'll be a better mom. Yeah. Because I, I mentally, I don't, I, just like you, I don't want to have to be attached to something all day, every day. Like yeah. I don't have that motherly instinct. Yeah. Like if a baby is around, I'm not the person's like, give me the baby. Yeah. Like I'm like, cute kid. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah. Keep it. Well, I'm glad you're, I mean, that you can be aware of that. I don't even think that like when we had kids, I was 19 when I got pregnant with Austin and we were, by the way, we tried for him. Like it wasn't like, Oh, it was a surprise. We were like, Oh yeah, we want to get, cause I got married at 18. And then, you know, I was like, you know what? I want to let's, let's have a kid. But I don't think I fully thought like about it. You know what I mean? Like you're like, oh, I'm, I'm nervous about this. I'm like, I don't even think I even thought that. Yeah. But you guys were at a different stage of life and yeah. age too. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like you guys had already done the things, you know, that yeah. people are doing in their late 20s and you had For already sure. done it. And you're like, what's next? What's yeah. the next step? A kid is that. And we grew up in a very conservative church. Like it's very conservative that you would not get married you have you can't move in unless you get married okay you it just felt like that's wait? What, no okay no I didn't either we tried and but it definitely not we were each other's first for sure okay but we we didn't wait we we're like we're gonna be married and like why why wait why yeah. do, what does it what's the yeah. difference really see my thought was I have to live with the person before because yeah. I'm like I don't know yeah. Living with someone is so different than dating and you get to go or like when you're mad and it's like, or even just like a shits. Like I'm like, I know he shits with the door open. Who, yeah. why? Yeah. Right. It's turned me into now shitting with the door yeah. open. But I'm we like, do all the time. I'm yeah. like, that never started until we live together. And I'm right. like, okay. We're yeah. like, we're this. I will. I mean, I will. Rachel will be over and I'll be shitting and having a conversation. I'm like, yeah. So anyways, I was telling you that. I love how we're talking about like, shit. I know. Bleep that out. I have literally no filter. So I <laughs> no, just, I love it. you know, whatever. But I told Austin, because Ethan and I have this conversation a lot. I think Ethan's a lot more, it, our background weighs on him a lot more than it does me. Okay. So like being brought up in a church that was so conservative and really fear-based almost, he'll be like, I don't want Austin to have sex until he's married. And I'm like, really? We <laughs> really, really like hit him with you, the why? Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> Tell me your reason. Like, there, I mean, we all want that, right? Yeah. But like, that's just not realistic. No. And I'm like, I want him because I just felt like I want him to experience whatever he, like once he's 18, what are you going to do? Right. You know? Well, even now it's like, what are you going to do? Ground him forever? And then right. what? And then do what? Ooh, that just got smoky. It did. That got really smoky. It's like black smoke. It's like black smoke. No, literally. That was a big guy. <sighs> okay. Okay. So yeah. I want to touch, you talk a lot about Nevaeh. So she's mm -hmm. your middle child and the she only is. girl. Yes. Our little princess. I love that. She's mm -hmm. so cute. She's yeah. so funny to me. I just, her little personality. She, she is, she is me as a kid. It's so wild. Like I love her for that. I saw the photo. I think it was Ethan that posted it the other day of her. Yes. She looked when she had her makeup done. Yeah. She looked identical to you in that yes. photo. I was like, holy crap. Because I thought she has a good mix of the two of you guys. Mm -hmm. I think Austin looks a lot like you. Like mm -hmm. very much so. We get that. We get. Everybody says that he looks like Ethan. But I feel like. I think he looks so much like you. Yeah. I, I feel think like he's got Ethan's head shape. But yes. oh my God, he's your kid for sure. Oh my God. He has his freaking big ass head. <laughs> 
Sorry, Ethan. Push that baby out. It was terrible. She said it on Freaking, me. Yeah. She you know, we, push that baby when they out. put hats on, I'm like, you guys look ridiculous because their heads are so, they're <laughs> massive heads. They're like unbuckled at the back. Yes. Not snapped all in. the way to the end. I'm like, <laughs> he, he bought a hat stretcher off Amazon. Did he really? Literally. Cause he fits in like no hats. Raphael's got a little peanut head. Oh yeah. Not my, <laughs> Grayson has a normal head. So there's that. But Nevea is definitely like, she's. She's a good mix of you two. Mm-hmm. I can't figure out who Grayson looks more like, though. I know. Grayson is... He's kind of, like, off-camera the most. Yeah. He's Does he more, choose to be? Is he quieter? He just, he's not. He just kind of will... He's by me a lot. Like, he's definitely a, a mama's boy. But, like, he just... I don't know. He's always running around doing something, too. Okay. So he Maybe is, just the age. He's wild. He's just like Ethan. He cannot sit for the life of him. Like, I'm like... <laughs> a little bit of ADHD my, in oh, there. Oh, yeah. If you were my firstborn child, I would be like... We're done. One and done, baby. Yeah. He was such a great baby. But like when he started walking, he was climbing everything. Everything. Yeah. So, and Nevaeh has by far been the chillest. Um, you can tell she's the easy one for sure. She's just so chill. But Minus. if I need somebody to be like, hey, do you like my outfit? All, all my boys will be like, yes, mom, I love it. Nevaeh's like, no. Yeah. I'm like, okay. The girl's got to keep it real. I know. I'm like, thank you. I knew somebody would tell me the truth. I love that she's the only girl. I was the only girl. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my relationship too, where I was like, yeah, I was the easiest kid. My mom always said, but mm-hmm. I definitely ran the roost of like, yeah, my brothers knew to listen. And I was always going to shoot it straight with my parents. Like no matter are what. You, are you your firstborn? No, I have one older and two younger. One older. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So Nevea is like the boss of Grayson. Like she's Oh, wait until they're older. She'll like be the she, boss of Austin, too, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. She's just got to get her footing right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she will, too. She is, she is a little boss, but she is, she is the toughest kid I know. I mean, with everything she's been through, it's honestly, she's just, I feel like if you have a kid who goes through a lot of, like, hardships, and they are, like, they help you go through it, too. Yeah, they're teaching you. Yeah. Because you've never been through it. Yeah. So, okay, so she was diagnosed with type 1. Yep, she was diagnosed with type 1 when she was 7. And if I can do a little PSA, um, if you have a kid who is, I just want to say, this is what to look for if you have a type 1 Please. diabetic. Um, going to the bathroom a lot, peeing all the time, drinking a lot of water is a big sign, and being kind of lethargic and dizzy and losing weight, but still eating food. That was something that um, she's always been a very small kid, um, like skinny, just, you know, grew a little bit slower. Um, But I never knew that that was like the signs. And so she was diagnosed with type one and then a week later, basically diagnosed with celiacs as well. So she's holy crap. She's just got it all gluten free. Yep. And then, um, she had recently been diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is like a thyroid thing as well. I love that you gave that shout out because my brother, my older one was six, six or seven around that same age. I think he was six. And, um, same thing. My mom, my mom talks a lot about that, of the guilt of not knowing something's wrong with your kid. She actually, it's my stepdad at the time. He's no longer in the picture, but he, my older brother would wake up to go get water and was up all night long. And my stepdad's mindset was to punish. And it was Mm -hmm. like, get a spanking, go back to bed, like stop waking up. Like you're, you're waking up because you just don't want to go to sleep. And my mom internalized so much guilt there of like, we were punishing him when I have goosebumps. Yeah. It's hard. I felt the same way. It's, it's weird because you think it's their body is like metabolizing sugar so fast. So they are literally 
so parched. And you think like, stop drinking so much water, then you won't pee your pants. That's like what yeah, you, and, exactly. like you're already potty trained. I don't understand. But it's like type one is such a scary disease that way because you don't see the signs and it's so slow mm-hmm. that there, you just, you don't even realize it. But then when you look back, you're like, how did I not? Yeah. And then you feel freaking, yeah. I cried about it for so long because I felt so guilty. I was like, we should have. And I took her to the doctor a week and a half before she was actually diagnosed because I was like, she, there's something wrong. Like, what is going on? And they, and they said, didn't test her? Nope. They said, she has an ear infection. That's it. And I was like, okay, this is so weird. She does not have just an ear infection. She is like, so many other things. We brought her back like a week later and she was worse. She was at that point then like puking, which is a very, a close sign that her she's like really up. just, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Ethan, luckily his, his boss was like, have her tested for type one oh, and body's covered in chills now too. Yeah. I Googled it. And I remember going, all the top four signs that Google can tell you and your doctor said, she's got an ear infection. She's got an ear infection. And I was like, no. Isn't that wild though? Because now when having type ones in the family, immediately, even with our dogs, like Hattie was going through something. And I was like, when I brought her into the vet, she was constantly peeing and constantly drinking water. I was like, can we test her for diabetes? That was literally, but you don't realize it until you have somebody immediately close to you. If somebody messages me and like, my daughter's going to the bathroom a lot. I'm not under, I'm like, bring her in, (laughs) bring her to my house. I will test her blood like yeah. I have it's so easy to just have a blood check it's such an easy thing I wish it was like a yearly appointment check I wish it was kids. part of your routine yeah yeah because you could get it you could get diagnosed six months before you could even go into DKA your and stuff, so yeah or your seizures and stuff yeah my brother's teacher actually was the one that was like called my mom I was like you need to come get him and take him to the hospital immediately or we're calling an ambulance like it got to that point where he was just walking around like a little skeleton yes and my brother and I we actually when we hit high school he was a senior I was a freshman and we had the same math class yeah really weird but I was that ahead of my time and there was a kid in that class that was just going through the ringer and he was kind of a bully low-key like he was not a nice kid yeah he was really mean to my older brother like really bullied the hell out of my brother and when he was when this kid was going through this um medical stuff my brother didn't want to say something to him but he was like he told me on the bus one day he was like cat like I think he's got type 1 diabetes like but we were he was probably 16 at the time came yeah. back a couple weeks later sure as shit oh, he was type 1 diabetic God. yeah but it's just like you don't realize the symptoms and the signs and all no. that stuff until later on it's such a it's such a slow process and it just seems like something so normal like stop drinking water now all of us siblings I don't know if they've ever told you this like if the other kids ever go through something they test me right away every time I'm ever mm -hmm. going through something or like any symptoms because they say within that same bloodline you have a Mm -hmm. higher chance of getting it in your lifetime yeah I check my kids' blood like randomly my mom does that all the time my mom did that to me as kids all the time I'd be like not my finger oh my gosh great I remember Austin be like no like he'd cry and I'm like just yeah. let's just see where you're at. I just, I feel like it's such a good thing. Even Rachel has had sometimes where her, my best friend, her daughter was going through something and she was like going to the bathroom a lot and all this stuff. I was like, bring her over right now. Give I'm going to check her blood. <laughs> Give me your finger. Yep. And I'm like, oh, you're at 90. You're good. Yeah. Normal. It's wild. And even just yeah. the, um, 
just the advocating for if like even seizures now as a 10 year old, I knew how to handle a seizure. Yeah. I think that's a training that a lot of people should know of. Like anyone drops in your classroom, you got concrete floors, like get their head, like start right away, like figuring that stuff out because I absolutely think of, imagine Nevaeh having a seizure, seizure in class and the teacher doesn't know how to handle it. I know that terrifies me. It, I think about it. Sorry. I know I'm like adding anxiety. You don't. (laughs) It's it's something I think about because so Nevaeh had a, a moment where, um, after her brain surgery, she had passed out, but I happened to be there. Okay. Um, and I remember like, it's something that I'm always scared of. Like she's going to go low and she's going to pass out or she's going to be too high. She's going to have a seat, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. You think about that all the time when you have a kid that just, that could happen. Um, but when it happened, I remember yelling and he came running. I was like, she's low, she's low. He came running. He had a juice. Five seconds later, Austin's up with a juice from downstairs. They know what to do, yeah. Like he immediately, I was like, go team. We were like, she was fine. I had happened to be there to catch her, but like everybody came in a second. And then I was like, I actually feel a lot better that that had happened and everybody just knew what to do. And everybody besides me, of course, I was not calm. I just was like screaming like, Ethan, Ethan, Ethan. But they were there. They had it's, the juice and they, the nose thing that you, it's, I can't even remember what it's called, but it's just like a quick dose of yeah. sugar. So we used to carry in his, he's got like a little fanny pack. He goes everywhere with, yep. um, icing. I remember being up at our cabin oh. one time and it's all the way North, like almost to Canada. Yeah. 20 miles minimum from like civilization basically. Yeah. And we were sharing a bed and I just remember waking up in the middle of the night getting kicked and I started kicking him back. Yeah. Cause like, I thought he was off. just like messing with me. And yeah. then I realized like immediately my body like woke up and I'm screaming, like all the parents came running. They like rushed into the hospital. Yeah. Scary. It's terrifying. Yeah. And it changes you for sure. Yeah, it does. Being a parent with something like that. I've asked my mom this too. Um, because obviously she's had a kid that goes through health problems and it's terrifying and, mm-hmm all that, but how do you maneuver keeping her in good spirits? Cause I feel like you guys do a very, very good job at that. Even if you got anxieties going yes. on, she always seems to be in good spirits about yeah. the situations. Ethan and I, I feel like we're naturally more positive people. I remember when she was diagnosed and, um, I remember being like, I am just so there's always for me something to be thankful for. I am. Yeah. Is it really hard that she's diagnosed with diabetes and we could be really mad. Yes. All the time. But I'm like, I am so thankful that there is insulin that, that we, she can be alive to be 90 with this disease because of insulin. I am thankful that there's a Dexcom that I can look at our blood sugars all the time. I just feel like for us, there is always a silver lining. My mom, when I was younger, I remember it being so annoying, but she would always be like, choose joy choose joy. And I, if I was like mad about something, it's probably ridiculous when you're 12, you're mad about like, Oh, I have homework, whatever. (laughs) I got these crayons and she's got the color pencils. (laughs) She'd be like, choose joy. I'm like, okay, mom. But now as an adult, it's very natural for me to do that. And Nevaeh is exactly the same. She has had, I think the hardest thing for her to go through was, um, her like being diagnosed with celiacs. I was going to say the food, the food would be the hardest for me. She's like, I can't have mac and cheese, but now like, thank God there is so many more options for gluten free than there was. I mean, even 10, five years ago, there's so much more. So poor little body. Mm -hmm. She just goes through it. I know. And she literally, you would never know it. No.
I don't know about you guys, but fall has hit us hot and heavy up here in Minnesota. And in heat in the fall, we never know if it's going to be a hot day or a cold day. So we try to utilize all of our days as much as possible outside. Just get that fresh air, that warm sun until we no longer have that for the next few months. So the last thing on my list is grocery shopping. And the first thing on my list is a patio anywhere I can find it. HelloFresh makes it so simple. Raphael and I sit down every weekend. We pick our meals. They have over 40 different recipes every week that you can choose from. And they deliver directly to your door in an individual meal package, which is phenomenal. They do the grocery shopping for me so I can enjoy the rest of patio season whenever I can get it. In. And not only that, but it is so simplistic. It comes with an instruction card with step-by-step, word-for-word pictures as well of how to make each meal. So even Raphael gets in the kitchen and makes these meals because it is just so simplistic for him. So we absolutely love HelloFresh. We understand why they're America's number one meal kit, and we think that you should try them out too. We do have a code for you guys if you are listening, which is absolutely amazing. You are going to go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 human two and use code 50 human two for 50% off plus free shipping. So that's hellofresh.com slash 50 human two and use code 50 human two for 50% off and free shipping. So after the stroke, cause she's had one or two now she's okay. So she had a stroke one stroke in 2020 and that's that was I think probably the the hardest thing that we went through because it was such a surprise and it was one of those things that you just I thought it had to do with her diabetes because they went backstory they they went for a walk and it was in December who's they Ethan, my, the the boys, and then my sister's husband and their kids. It was like, it was 2020. So they're like, we need to get out of the house. And like, you know, this was back when COVID had already hit. And then there was that gap where we were free for a little bit. And then it came back again. And so they were like, let's go for a walk. And then, and it was freezing. They came back and Nevaeh was like, my hand feels numb. And we were like, oh, it. You're, it was really cold outside, so we'll just, like, warm it up. But then it just progressively got worse where she's, like, it feels really heavy. And then there was a moment where she she put, picked up her arm and she put it on the table. She couldn't move her arm? Not at all. She couldn't even lift it. And we were – I just was, like – Something's wrong. Immediately, and I knew – Thank God. So Rachel had come over that night. We were going to watch Real Housewives or something. So I was, like – she's, like, knows how I am. She's, like, court, do Take not Google in. it. Because I am like immediate Googler and then I'm like, oh my God, you know, I, whatever. Self-diagnosis yes. on WebMD. Yeah. So yeah. Th- I'm like, okay, well you look it up and you tell me like what maybe it could be. So then, you know, we're thinking like, oh, it could be a type one thing. Like they have. Yeah. The nerve senses. The nerve thing. So that's what we thought it was. But then, so Ethan brought her to the hospital and they were like, yeah, just in Maple Grove. And they were like, no, you need to go to children's. And they didn't tell him what it was. No. They just said you need to go to children's now. Yeah. And they, they had, and when he walked into the emergency room, there was already a team there because Maple Grove had called and it was. How terrifying. Yeah. And he didn't tell me any of this. We've worked through this during therapy. (laughs) He didn't tell me any of this because he didn't want to scare me. Um, And you were not happy with that. You wanted to know. No, because, because, so the last time I had seen her, it was 
at that time in the emergency room, you could only have one adult with you. Oh, okay. So oh, I, I was, COVID, duh. yeah, I was at, the, at home with the boys. And then Ethan was saying, you know, when we left Maple Grove, that's when I noticed that her left leg started She's dragging. Walking. So like her, she couldn't move her left arm and then it was her left leg. And then he's like, okay, this is so weird. So then when I got there the next morning, she had already had her MRI, which we were just talking about. Um, it was really hard for her. You know, MRIs are scary and they're claustrophobic. If you're remotely claustrophobic and you, they're like, you can't move. They're just kind of like, we're trying to get our job done. Like, stop moving, you know. And it's a kid. She was puking. She got the hiccups. She, she was bawling. Um, so it took like two hours when it should have only took 45 minutes and she's like in the tube and out of the tube. And, and then when I got to the hospital, Ethan came and met me and he was like, her MRI was terrible. He was bawling and we walked up the stairs and I remember her saying, hi mom. And she smiled, but it's like only half her face would move. Half her face was smiling. And I was like, hi. (sighs) And I remember being like, what the fuck is wrong with my kid? What the fuck happened? Yeah. She and then she was like I have to go to the bathroom and they had to help her to the bathroom. Like she had a strap and she couldn't move her left leg at all and I was mm-hmm. like what the and I was like I need to go in, into the hallway because I think for me the biggest thing was like I don't want to scare her. Absolutely. So I was like huh, yeah hi I'm going to go outside. Yeah, hi. I'm going to go cry in the corner for a yes. second. Please don't and mind I, me. That's exactly what I did. I walked out into the hallway and I was in the corner and I was sobbing because I was like, this is not how I saw her 12 hours ago. And now she's then they didn't not have the res- They didn't have the results back yet? You not, didn't know? Not yet. And then after I had my moment, there was such a nice nurse. And can I just say it? Thank God. I am so thankful for nurses and doctors because they are like the most caring people ever. She came, this nurse came over and she gave me a hug and she gave me tissues and some water. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. I couldn't even say thank you. I was just like, yeah. that's how big of a mess I was. But then I walked back in and that's when the nurse came, or the doctors came in and it was like five of them. And she was sitting on the bed watching TV and they're like, so she had a stroke. They said that in front of her? Mm-hmm. Do they ask, like, do you want to take this outside or do you want to? I honestly don't, don't remember. remember. I don't. Re- it was such a foggy. I just remember after that, I heard nothing. Yeah. And I text my mom and I text Rachel and I was like, she had a fucking stroke. She's having a stroke. Like it was, oh, it was still in the process of like going through. So like with a stroke, basically what happened was her brain, um, her vessels aren't the same as they're just not as strong Mm -hmm. and one was completely blocked. And so most of the time with strokes, you, they just have to watch it because there's like really nothing you can do besides let it do its thing. And if it gets worse, they have to take, they're like, if it gets worse, we're, you know, we have to take part of her skull off and her brain will have to like, you know, do this whole swelling thing and then going back down. And I was like, this is my birth control for the week. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, I can't, I cannot imagine. Yeah. I cannot imagine. I really felt like, you know, you see um, all these stories online of like kids and 
whatever you feel like you're watching it that's what I felt like I was doing like I was like not it's on tv and it's not real it's not me disassociation like, I, I detached like I'm like I'm watching my own self I'm going I it was the weirdest thing and now she's had two brain surgeries yep okay and we actually get our results today so <laughs> positive vibes positive, positive vibes but yeah she um after her stroke uh she was doing really well and they just kind of, uh, she has to have an MRI, you know, every year now okay. just to check her brain and the vessels and whatever. But, but last year she had an MRI and they were like, she, we think she needs brain surgery. Basically she needs more arteries to her brain. Like her vessels aren't that strong. So what they did was they rerouted her artery from this, like where you chew, you can see your like, yeah, your muscle right there. They rerouted that into her brain. They took a little chunk of Technology. her skull out. I know. Holy shit. I told Ethan and I told Nevaeh this because I know the biggest thing for her was she's 13. She doesn't want to shave her head. That's the biggest thing. That's exactly. At any age, nobody wants to do no. that. And the doctor was like, yeah, you could have her just do this really cool one shaved haircut. And I go, yeah, but she has to do it on both sides. He's like, oh yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> at first it was like she needed brain surgery on her one side, which was the the affected side of her yeah. stroke. Um, then they were like, well, her other side actually has a blockage as well, which we weren't expecting. So we need to do it on both sides. So they were a month apart. And what they did was they just rerouted it. And the first side was, it was like such a successful surgery. And I'm just like, they're like in the, in the real world, this is not a popular surgery but like in neurosurgery world this is a pretty common surgery okay and um I'm just like Nevaeh just think like they have done this other times like you're not the only one that's had this surgery and you're not the first one like it's like yeah. I'm like who thought that like I'm gonna take this artery and then I'm gonna reroute we're it I'm gonna move it and then let's see if it works and then we're just gonna stitch you back up and send you on your way yeah like good luck it's I remember wild watching, I remember watching your stories like patiently waiting because I felt like so attached to the story and just like praying to fucking god she came yeah. out and was totally fine yeah yeah. I'm sure I can't imagine being in your shoes, but even as just a follower at the time, like mm -hmm. I didn't even met you in real life yet. Yeah. And I'm just like, holy shit. Just like literally kept refreshing. Like, is she out? Is she out? I know if the first one was actually, it took longer. Um, but it was like a three hour -ish surgery and, and to add type one diabetes on top of that, yeah, they had to make sure her blood sugars were good the whole time. Mm -hmm. She couldn't eat anything the night before, which actually is very good for, you know, yeah. surgery. So yeah. her blood sugars just stayed the same, but she was able to keep her Dexcom on. So we're sitting there as she's in surgery. We're like, Oh, she's at one thirty. Okay. She's really good. Oh, I would not have been able to watch that. I'm like, I, I kept thinking, and then we're I'd be like, at the OR door. She needs sugar. I know. Like, well, and, and we just kept saying like, okay, this is her thing. Like, this is how you get in. Call us if you need us. But yeah, I mean, when you're used to doing it as your parent and you, I mean, I know they're perfectly capable because they're all doctors and they're very smart, but I'm like, no, but you this know, this is my baby. You know, your kid the best. Yeah. For sure. like, We've actually had my brother's endocrinologist actually said that to my mom because my mom was like, I'm not trying to question anything. And she's like, no, Sheila, like stop where you're at right now. You know, your child better than, better than I do. So yeah. if there's something that I'm saying that you don't feel good about, yeah. tell me that. Right. And my mom was like, that changed my whole life because yep. she's real. Like, she's right about that. Like I'm an expert of myself and I'm an expert of my children. That's yeah. just what life is. Even though they're an expert of medicine, they don't know how it's going to work in his body or her body. Right. 
And when your body is going through something traumatic, like a brain surgery, you just don't know how their body is going to react. Yeah. Then the second surgery, the Dexcom wasn't working at all. So I'm like, can, Ethan's like, can you call me every hour or half hour? So I know what her blood sugars are at. So we're okay. Yeah. And they did. They were oh good, the best people, but you know. How do you guys keep the boys in? Oh, yeah. Because that was something as a kid, it almost felt like, I always called myself like the back burner to my older brother yeah. because that's just naturally kind of how it went of like mm-hmm. Nevaeh is the forefront. Like if anything mm-hmm. she needs, that means that the two boys have to kind of sit back. Yeah. How do you guys maneuver that? I feel like that is something we're super, super conscious of. When she got diagnosed with diabetes, I think we were all a mess and we didn't know what to do because you feel like you're coming home with like a newborn baby almost. Yeah. You're like, I don't know how many carbs she has to have for this amount of or how much insulin she needs for this amount of carbs, like all that stuff. Um, and Gray was two at the time. So oh my gosh. he was so young that he, I don't even think he remembers. He just knows now. Like he yeah. just is like. It was just natural. Nevaeh, dose yourself. Nevaeh, you need, you need a juice. Like he'll, he'll say that. Um, but when Nevaeh went through her stroke, I think that was so hard for the boys because they couldn't, Ethan stayed there the whole time. I would go home and then we would like switch kind of. And, um, he, they stayed at my mom's, which my mom is, she's a lot like us. And she was like, okay, we're going to make popcorn. We're going to do all these fun things. And she's people were so beautiful. Sorry. Side note. She's amazing. She's honestly, I see like, where you get your jeans <laughs> from because I'm like, literally her mom looks like you're like, those yes. are her kids. Yes. Like, you're the sister. No. When we go to the store, I sound so Minnesota. No, uh, no, no. You know? Um, when we go to the store, people will think that Austin is her child. I'm like, no, he's mine. I can see that. She's, she's the grandma. And they're I'm, like, what? She's like, yes, I'm the grandma. She just loves it. She's like, I'm the grandma. Like, Sorry, I know I cut you off. No, but I was fine. like, holy shit. When I saw your mom, I was like, yeah. what? I know. She I puts know. me she to is, shame. What the hell? She's gorgeous. She's the, she's the best person ever. And so, and she's the best grandma. So she was like, I remember she did like fun activities where she had like, Oh, I have this hot cocoa bomb that we made where, cause it was in the winter and we pour hot water or hot yeah. milk on it. And they did all that. But then when they came, when Nevaeh came back, I think that's when they realized like how bad mm-hmm. it actually was. Cause she had to have a walker. She couldn't go to the bathroom by herself. We, we had to help her and they are the most mm, it's like okay I want to empathetic so it's like they Austin was bawling and it was like it really hit them then and then when her brain surgeries happened we made sure because we knew it was like when we knew she had to have brain surgery she didn't have it until three weeks four weeks after we knew she needed it so we had time to prepare and we had time to prepare with the boys too. Okay. Like, okay, I'm going to take you out separately. I'm going to take out you separately so that they felt like they had that one-on-one time with us yeah. and that we knew that they were being taken care of too. Cause I always feel like people are so sweet online and they send just Nevaeh stuff, but they also send Austin Grayson stuff Cute. too. Cause they're like, I know how it feels to feel yeah, like left out and and I just, I hope they never feel that, but we are just very, I feel like 
really you guys do a really good job at it. it yeah clearly obviously you guys are a little unit and i love yeah. it seeing you guys online again you guys just feel like a friend group yeah but we didn't that. it was it was odd and obviously i was in a different time of life as a kid than like the world is now and i yeah. had different parents but it was just it was very hard and now as an adult i'm like i still feel like he comes first because mm-hmm. it's just like he has to with medical needs we're always like anal and worried and yeah I'm like I carry like if I know I'm gonna be around him I carry chocolate in my bag because I know he's just yeah he's just always low all the time right like why right (laughs) why (laughs) but you guys do a really good job at that and I love it I love your life I do I think you're such an inspiration and it's you're one of my favorite people online truly to follow because again you're real you're open you're raw and anytime you get any backlash or like a hateful comment you're respectful back Mm -hmm. and you explain I've seen so many creators online where they're just like they tear into these people Mm -hmm. and you're always like well let me explain from my point of view yeah because even just before we started filming um it's hard when it's 30 seconds of a TikTok yeah. or you're making something entertaining. That's the whole point in us being online. Like content creators are supposed to be entertaining, knowledgeable, like whatever we're doing. And you guys are an entertaining page. Mm-hmm. Um, and people like we were just talking like get, we get threats from people being like, yeah. you're an idiot. Um, you, what about And that's the thing. It's like you if I'm not showing like, OK, we have three dogs, too. We have one that we adopted. We have two other ones. But if one isn't shown, people are like, where are they? What happened? Like, wh- why aren't you showing Austin as much as you're showing Nevaeh? Or why aren't you showing Grayson as much as you're showing? Like, I'm like, some days they're just not around. Or yeah. some days they don't want to. I am very respectful if they're like, you know, if you can tell one of my kids are in the mood, I'm not going to go, okay. Yeah, here. <laughs> like, sorry, my kid's in the shower. What do you want me to do? Walk in there and I know. sit with him on the toilet while yeah. my 16-year-old's taking a shower? And really, if you think about it, it's such a... Sh- it's seriously like five minutes of a day even if I have like a lot of stories that's still not no 24 hours no that you're seeing I'm so thankful I do not have that I hear a lot of people say that where they're they're like wondering about the dogs even my traveling a lot of other critters like you're a bad dog mom nobody's ever said that to me oh good yet thank god but I'm like I don't know how I would deal with that I know but I do so a lot of people I'm sure probably were did you get any backlash for sharing Nevaeh's story um, some, I feel like I've, I've gotten, oh gosh, how do I even put this? I think it's how I reacted during it okay. that people had a reaction to apparently. Okay. Like I went to the gym and they're like, I can't believe you're going to the oh, gym when your daughter gotcha. is having brain surgery. I'm like, she's not having brain surgery today. She's in school. She's yeah. still like a functioning, like they act like she was. Like dying at that moment. I'm like, yeah, no, and you're she's, like, she's in school. I go work out. What am I going to do? But yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard some, but I also feel like for me and for us, like I just wanted all the prayers that I could possibly get. And if I'm like, hey, I'm, Nevaeh is having brain surgery or Nevaeh is having a stroke. Like it was something so big, bigger than I could even feel like I, could handle send all the prayers up yeah and I I felt so much love and so those couple people that are like I can't believe you're sharing this that and the other thing I just am like okay well you can share whatever you want to share yeah I love that and that's that's I keep saying I love that to you I'm like I love that I love that (laughs) I love that no I really do though because there's so many again like I, I was raised with a brother with type one and he had nowhere near 
the extensive stuff that Nevaeh has gone through. Yeah. But even as a sister, I felt alone in that moment. And I'm sure my mom felt alone yeah. in that moment. And even just to be able to relate like, or to relate at the same moment of like, my mom felt so much guilt and you felt the same guilt of like, yeah. I didn't even know my kid was going through something. Yeah. How many parents are out there that don't realize like there's a diagnosis that just hasn't been shared yet or yeah. seen yet or, or a fucking stroke. Like right. that's insane to me. And even and like, you're like your hands cold. Yes. And I'm like, oh, weird. But yeah, no, she, when she had her brain surgery, I had a handful of people say, my daughter had that surgery and she's 25 and thriving. And it was an amazing, it was, it was hard at the time, but it was successful. And I don't know how, like, I just needed to hear that because I don't know. I mean, I know some people with type one now. But at the time, and even with these brain surgeries and stuff, I feel like relating is something like you just say can't if you if you're not getting it around you. And there's not. I mean, I don't know if you knew very many type ones besides your brother. I still don't really know any. Yeah, not many. It's like they don't get it until they're in it. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, I can understand why you can you want to relate to somebody. Like, oh, your your daughter went through this brain surgery. How did she do? What 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 do you feel like she needed that like mm-hmm. I should get for Nevaeh for like recovery stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. And it was so helpful. Mm-hmm. So even when I lost my dad, the community that flooded me mm-hmm. of like I've had this, this, and this. I, at first I felt so guilty because I was like, oh, misery loves company type vibes is what my mindset was going for. And I was like, I don't want to be online crying about this. But yeah. then when I posted and the only reason I posted my dad's death was because he was so present on my social media. Right. And I was like, I can't lie. Like, I can't be like, oh, my dad just, my dad's just gone. Like, you yeah. know, like I had to make, I knew I had to make a public statement. Yeah. And then that was where this whole idea of human two came from because mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit the amount of people that go through things in the quiet and in the dark of their own home mm-hmm. because it's just a stigma of like you, you're not supposed to share the hardships like yeah everybody goes online and shares their highlight reel and I say all the time I'm like stop like let's be real because right. how many people are sitting in misery and just like sitting in their own dark room like thinking that their rain cloud is never gonna go away yeah and I think it's so easy I feel like you were sharing a while or recently I don't even know but about like looking at people's highlight reel and, and comparing, Mm -hmm. but like you could look at our family and, and if you just did a quick little thing on my Instagram, you'd be like, Oh, they have not a care in the world. Not a care in the world. I wish. Yeah, I know. I'm like, right. I, but like, I mean, I share a lot of our fun times and like Ethan and I do like couple challenges and stuff like that. And, but there is so much more to everyone than what they're sharing on their mm-hmm. high, like on their highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot deeper. And I think the more your people are vulnerable and like put themselves out there, it gives people permission to do the same. Yeah. Like if you're sitting here being like raw and real, you're like, wow, okay, I have to share something too. Or I can relate. Like I, I remember my best friend saying, after she had her first daughter, she was like, I just feel like really sad. And I, I, I felt like I thought I was supposed to have a baby and just like immediately be be in love and connected. And she's like, I didn't feel that. And I was like, I felt the same way. Like you're not alone, but she was like, I was so scared to even say that out loud. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that say that and they think that, and then they just automatically think like, Oh my God, I'm a bad mom because I think this, that, and the other thing, but you're like, no, it's just a normal 
It's so normal. You don't realize how normal it is until you start talking about it. And then you have people going, yeah, mm-hmm. I did that too. I posted something um, right after my dad had passed. I couldn't be around my grandma. She's 95. I'm like, how the fuck are you 95? And my dad died at 60. Yeah. It wasn't anything. Like, obviously, if she could change shoes, she would have. Right. But I posted that and it was a video that went viral. And people are like, I can't be around my aunts and uncles. Like, I can't be around anybody over the age of like that I lost my parent at. Yeah. And it's funny because my aunt actually saw that video and is like shunned me for saying that because Mm. like how dare I ever say that but I'm like that was a true feeling to myself and how many thousands of people out there were in my comments that day being like I relate wholeheartedly yeah and it's sad it's very sad it is sad you had just posted yesterday something um something about like when are you gonna stop what was that video you posted something about like what's stopping you from oh um We're I'm like, so bad at this. We create our own content. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was like, which one? Right. Which one? You know, which I post online. Are you kidding I me? I know. But it, being, was it about like being your real self kind yeah. of? Yeah. I, I feel like for a long time, it was mostly like in my twenties when I was going through that weird time that like, I'd never felt like I was fully myself. Yeah. And then when you finally realize you're like, I do not care what, if somebody's going to say something about like me or my family or whatever like that you can think whatever you want but I'm still gonna live my true life whether you think like yeah I don't think you should be doing that I don't think you should be saying that I hate that I hate that so much yeah and people give so much unwanted advice I know it's wild it's It's like I wasn't asking I was just sharing just telling just telling you somebody somebody said to me I like your hair better shorter I was like cool weird I didn't ask you (laughs) why (laughs) yeah why 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 it's fun. Okay. But I was just saying to my girlfriend, um, because she started her social media journey and she was like, I got this comment and I was so sad. And I was like, any level, everybody's always going to have haters. Yeah. The bigger you get, which is what you're working for, right? Like mm-hmm. the Kardashians, how many haters do they have compared to us? Every like, day. Every single thousands, hundreds thousands. of thousands. Mm-hmm. But look at where they're at. Do they care? Mm-hmm. Did they let them stop? Did they let them stop them? No. no. So just keep pushing on. And you have to remember, I say this all the time. I'm pretty sure I said this on my podcast too, where I was like, every, what, what is your favorite food? Like, what's your favorite food? I love fries. Fries. Like somebody could be like, well, I hate fries. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? (laughs) How? But like, you could be like the best pizza in the whole entire world rated like 10 out of 10 for like, it would be still be. 95% 95% of the people like there's people that aren't going to like you no matter what yeah. you do even if you tried to appease them they still want to be happy with you yeah they'd still be like you know what I don't like you I you're love annoying I'm your like story cool. I love that you came on and you're exactly my picture perfect person just so real and so yeah. raw okay yeah. give yourself some shout outs so okay. we were just talking she does have her own podcast is it called the court report it's called spilling it spilling it okay spilling it yeah um, and you're only on Spotify at this moment. Yeah, we were talking. I'm, I'm going to try to, I'm going to do the, the Apple thing, but I'm on Spotify for right now. Okay. Ethan and I just talk about life, just life, what we're going through, different things. I've only seen it on your thing. And I think I actually do remember you linked the Spotify and I was like, oh, I don't have Spotify. Yeah. And then I've been trying to find it on Apple and I'm like, there's yeah. no way she's not on Apple. I know I should I was be. typing in your name, his name. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Couldn't find yes. it. Okay. So, and then so, your Instagram and TikTok are the court report. Yep. Just the court report and know you. So C-O-R-T. Yes. And I'm not a court reporter. I Where'd that name come from? Honestly, it, so I had a YouTube and it got, 
I don't know, something happened to it, got like hacked, got This something. always happens. Yeah. This always, people are so annoying. Okay. So annoying. So then I was like, you know what? I need to come up with a different name. My name at the time was like Court 4545 or something. And I asked <laughs> my best friend, I'm like, you guys need to help me come up with a name. And so her sister-in-law at the time said, what about the court report? But, you know, spelt how you spelled it. And I was like, oh my God, I love that. Because I do, I'll just always say like, I'll report back. Like, do I love I'll this product? Back. I'll report back, you know. Cute. So, I didn't know that's how it came And then about. it just kind of stuck. Yeah. So you're on everything. You also have another YouTube. Is that the court report as well? Yep. Okay. Yeah. How often are you on there? I've never even knew you had I, that. Now we just do our podcast. We used to do a lot okay. of vlogging. Yeah. Um, Vlogging's but hard. It's so hard. I give mad credit to vloggers who do it every day. I'm like, I could not imagine having a camera just like, hi. Yeah. It just became too much. Mm -hmm. I started really loving Instagram and like the quick stories and I can just like do an update without having to sit and edit. And I, so then I just started doing that. I love that. And TikTok. TikTok's fun too. So fun. It's kind of wild, but you know, just don't read the comments and you're fine. I know. I only like, I go in for like the first 10 minutes. I'll like, if I post something, I'll kind of like scan my for you page for a couple minutes keep up with the comments Mm -hmm. because normally like the first few comments are pretty nice I I engage with those and then I get off I'm like yeah I don't want to see the rest because as soon as that video starts taking off I'm like here comes the hate yeah you have to be very if you're trying to like grow your Instagram account or you're trying to grow as a creator you have to like be super mindful of Mm -hmm. like what you take in yeah because like you can take in so many opinions. Yes. And it's not who you are. You have to be so sure of who you are. And I feel like that's why in my thirties, like 36 now, I feel so much better at it. Cause I'm like, I know who I am. If, if you're like, you're a bad mom, I'm like, well, my kids don't think I'm a bad mom. So right. You're a bad wife. Well, my husband doesn't think so. I want to get back at people like this guy DM'd me this morning. It was like, or commented on one of my videos and was like, your husband should leave you. I can't imagine if my wife talked about me like this. And my response was, Good thing I married him and not you. Yeah. Like every t- And then I'm like looking at his page. I was like, oh my God. Like how, what are, what is going on? Have you seen that video that's going viral right now? It's this girl on a podcast and they were like, how do you deal with haters? And she was like, well, when I ask people, let me see your side profile. Let me see your bank account. Let me see your tax. Like, let me see your tax return. I'm like, that shit is so funny. Yes. It's true. It's like, why are we taking criticism from people we would not take advice from? Absolutely. And I don't, you don't know them from, they don't know you and you don't know them. Yeah. Like if my mom sat me down and was like, Hey, I think you need like a reality check or something like that. Yes. I would be like You're being a bitch. I'd be yeah. like, you know what? You are right. Yeah. Like, you know okay, what? Mom. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Thanks mom. But like these people online, they take five seconds of your day and they take you seriously. And yeah. you're like, okay, I don't know you. Yeah. You know, like if, if I was walking down the street, I, I wouldn't know you. Mm-hmm. So, and they know us. I'm like, oh God, I get nervous the bigger I'm getting of like, yeah, I get nervous being somewhere and like people that do hate us are there. Yeah. I kind of am starting to get at that level of like, I'm watching what I'm posting. Cause I don't know if it's funny to some people anymore. Like certain things, like, I don't know if you saw that one video, it was like my most viral video. And I posted it in New York a couple months ago. Wait, you know, I, th- I think where I'm like, you talk- where my husband, where I feel kept calling me and calling <laughs> yes. me. Yes. Court, that thing that went nuts. People were, there was people that men that had like millions of followers on Instagram posted it to their story or to their page. I had to block their account. And then people were seeing it from there and like coming to my page, coming to Raphael's page. What were they posting it on their story for? Like what? You know how like Barstool will repost someone's story? Oh yeah, yeah. They reposted it to their page and they have like millions of followers. It was some guy who just like belittles people online and is like very misogynistic. It's Mm -hmm. just horrible. But all his followers were coming to my page and I'm sitting here like, holy shit, if I'm in 
person now and like I don't know who's watching us anymore right it's scary it is scary. I've gone to that level of like oh shit maybe I shouldn't post certain things yeah because I'm like I never want like our safety in jeopardy or anything right or I even know. like when you got here I'm like there's a reason why I have like I'm in a unit that it's double locked doors. Mm-hmm. Other The other side of the building's not like that. You can just come straight up. So it's like oh. people that are like maybe a chiropractor and they don't want to come to the like elevator to get people. Yeah. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm right here. Like I'm locked yeah. in here. I'm like, dude, like I'm terrified of it. I feel like I'm constantly like, no matter, cause in Minnesota, I feel like I do have a, like a good following in Minnesota. Yeah. And so I'm constantly like, do I, cause I got, Ethan got a message and I just remember being like, is this like, what, what are you trying to achieve with your message? It's by, scary. It's just wild. So then now I'm like, okay, do they live around here? Mm-hmm. Do they, I don't know. So Have, I know this, we're, we should wrap it up anytime now, but Ethan's <laughs> probably like, um, you said an hour. Yeah. <laughs> we're at 120. He's probably used to it. Right. Like, he's like, I'm just enjoying my coffee. Courtney's and my probably chit-chat along. <laughs> um, we've gotten to the point where even now my friends and like my brother they'll get people trying to get in through them. Yeah. Is that, no, do you, have you Rachel that? gets that a lot. Like, That's so Hey, weird. can you tell court blah, 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 blah. Or Hey, my mom will get it too. Like if I tag my mom and people are like, I've stopped tagging people. I know. But I like know. even my girlfriend, some of her clients are like, cause she does, she's a cosmetic injector. Yeah. Savannah. And yeah. her clients will be like, can we go to dinner or can we like meet up? Can we yeah. hang out? Like, it's the oddest thing. And I'm yeah. like, what do you think I'm going to come to your guys' dinner? How does that like, make her feel? Like, does she, does that make her feel like, are you using me just to hang out? Oh, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's yeah. hard because it's like, sometimes you're like, you kind of feel self um, absorbed when you're like, oh, maybe they just want me for Catherine, you know, like, right. That's so weird because maybe they have no fucking idea who Catherine is, but it's just right. odd that it's like, you've been a client for five years and now you're like, well, let's go to dinner. Yeah. Like, I'd love to hang out. It's very odd. It's super weird. I don't know how it makes her feel. I mean, I'm yeah. sure that's not a good feeling. Yeah. Um, but I just try to remind people all the time. Like I am like, even when I meet people and they're like shaking, I'm like, I'm a normal person. You guys like mm-hmm. all the time I'm online. I'm always saying like, we are so normal. If you ever meet us, yeah. we are literally all humans. Yes. So stop trying to get together with my friends or like my brothers. Like people will be like, Aaron will be out at a bar and people are like, coming up to him and they're like, can we get a drink together? And Aaron's like, no, it's okay. Thanks. No, thank you. Right. It's like, you can buy me one though. Yeah. Yeah. But well, thank you for being on this week. This was so fun. Yes, it was. I was like a little nervous because I'm like, I don't know. I've never been like, normally I'm the one like, so Ethan, how do you feel about? Right. It's fun though. It is fun. It's so easy. Yeah. And you're such a good example because I've, the larger I'm getting, like I'm traveling to Austin to have these conversations with certain people and it is nerve wracking for me because I'm like, it's such an uncomfortable thing, but I always wanted to, I don't want it to be an interview. Like I want it to just be, we're hanging out, we're talking and you're getting to share your side of the story and tell your side of the story too. Like again, being online, so many people tell our stories for us and we're like, yeah, when did that happen? Yeah. Like, where were you in that story? Right there. <laughs> were you there? <laughs> don't think so. Don't think so. Well, you're great at it. You're great at it. So I'm well, excited. Well, you make it easy. So. So. But nice. I'm excited. Okay. So yes. the court report on all social medias and then spilling it on Spotify. Yep. We're going to get her up and rolling on everything else. Yes, I told we her do. that this morning. I was like, um, this is what I use. Get up. And she literally texted Ethan right away. She's like, download this now. <laughs> he goes, huh? 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 <laughs> what do you mean? I'm like, just, de- just do it. I love that. Okay. Well, thank you for being on. Thanks for having me. Go find her on all platforms and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.